This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are on our annual retreat in Claremont, California. That's right. Actually, we're not cooking anything, although you did cook breakfast this morning. Good for me. Yeah, good for you. But uh, we are sitting here. Is this, wait a minute, what is this called? Is this the quad? Yeah, this is Marston Quad of Pomona College, My one of my two alma maters. Yes. So yeah, last year we did a walk down memory lane, my memory lane in Oklahoma City. This year, I guess for your memory lanes, it was like a cross between Portland, which we've already been to together, and it is a lot of people's memory lanes. True, like anyone who's watched that show. Exactly. Or coming here to Claremont, where we've had a a, a very SoCal experience. I hate it when people do, like, NorCal, SoCal. San Fran. Yeah, oh my God, that makes me Frisco. (laughs) Chai Town. Wow. <laughs> we can we got a nickname for for every town. <laughs> what what's Oklahoma City's nickname? It's uh the Finoki. <laughs> Okay, so so uh, like I was nervous coming here that it would provoke like paralyzing waves of nostalgia that would that would leave me unable to function. And Were you really? Or are you just saying that? Well, I mean, I am. I'm like I'm like hyping it up for for the purposes of yeah. drama because this show is all about the the dramatic arc. Yeah, we like to turn it up to eleven. Yeah, no, but it turns out like I don't feel much connection to to this college anymore despite having spent two and a half years here and then dropping out. And it's been interesting hearing more about your dropout story, which which we're going to go into in a okay. minute, Matthew. Yeah, I, I hope you're just, ready for just some before this recording honesty. that uh, it, it looks it seems uh, that Twyla Tharp also dropped out of this college. And John Cage. And John Cage. So all like like the three of us really are like we we've made we've you know, made something of ourselves despite dropping out of this yes, college. Yes, yes. All equally. I mean, yeah, they didn't have podcasts, so... Well, I mean, John Cage's podcast, <laughs> you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enough said. Very quiet. Yeah, but short. Anyway, can we go down memory lane? Can, yeah. can you walk us through, you know, what you what you thought you were going to find here and what it was like when you arrived and some of, like, you know, uh, salient moments in your history at Pomona College? Okay, so I arrived here in the fall of 1993. Okay. I was 
on the day I turned 18. Oh, yes. And So that would have been August 28th. August 28th, mm-hmm. 1993. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like if you picture Southern California and then also picture like a stereotypical small liberal arts college, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. The wind the wind rustles through the, the willow trees. You can hear it. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of wind on the recording. Um, there's um, uh, there there are mission style roofs. Yep. There uh, there are a lot of succulents, palm trees. Molly is obsessed um, with really the plants. Into okay. The trees. So when my Birds parents used to come li- come visit me when I was going to school here, my dad would not stop talking about the plants and how beautiful the plants are and how they're so different from the plants in the Northwest. And like this was something that. I couldn't have given less of a fuck about. And then Molly started doing the same thing. I started doing it on the drive in from the airport. Yeah. I mean, it was immediate. I turned into Richard Amster. Right. And then at one point I was like, hey, look at that tree. That tree. That's such a cool tree. And you and Abby were like, that is like the most regular tree. I know. It was totally just a normal, like deciduous tree with no leaves on it. Yep. So we've had a lot of conflict over plants. Are they good or bad? No, we're going to we're going to get to that. But first, okay, memory lane, you came here in 19. 93. Right. I don't know what what else do you want to know like like Well so okay, you met Lori here yeah, which uh, but Watzel, not Watzel. not till the following year. Okay. Is there anything we should know about your freshman year? Uh oh, did, you you were in a band. I was in a band. You formed like a band. we like the band didn't really get off the ground kind of until fall of of my uh of my sophomore year, but we we met and like got together and started practicing like spring, I think. Uh, so was this band always, it was called Flax. Yes, it was actually originally called June, and then we learned that there was another band called June, and so we changed it to Flax. These are the most limp dick band names yeah. I've ever heard. No, June is a terrible name. But even Flax, it's like... <laughs> You're just going to let that go. I'm... I'm <laughs> I can't deal with it. You got this is a like a hippie seed that people grind up and put in baked goods. And people or did smoothies. that to us. And like why why did you guys choose this name? So when we decided that we had to change the name, even though we probably didn't because we never got big enough that some other band would have actually cared that we had the same name, we had a really hard time coming up with a new name. Naming a band is hard, and we didn't do a very good job. Okay. But once I got into that band, you know, something, something happened within me, and I, and I decided that, like, becoming a rock star was going to be my thing. And, like, I held on to that dream much longer than it deserved. And this is something I didn't know about you until this weekend. I mean, I've heard you mention being in bands, and I knew that you met Lori sort of around the time you were in a band. But I didn't understand the degree to which you thought that, like, your your thing in your life was that you were going to be a musician in a band. Yes, I really, and the reason that didn't happen is like mostly because very few people get to do that and make it their career, but also because I wasn't really willing to put in the work that it would have taken. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, I think you're hard on yourself. Yeah. But, but I mean like, you know, and I I don't know if any listeners care about any of this stuff, but like I loved like being on stage and playing songs and liked practice, uh, like going to band practice and hated like everything else about being in a band. Like it involved a lot of making plans, like trying to get the band booked, which like, usually fell to me and I have never liked being in charge of making plans. Setting up and breaking down equipment is one of my least favorite things in the world. Okay. Hold on. Here. Yeah. So, okay. I first learned about, or I got my first like picture of, of what the Claremont colleges were like yeah. through reading your, uh, your YA novel, Our Secret Better Lives. Which is available 
wherever books are sold. But mostly on Amazon. Okay. Anyway, it is a, a story set on a fictional campus called Atwood College, yep. right? But which is is quite uh, faithfully based on the Claremont Colleges. Yeah, for, what, for some reason, I thought it would sound cool in the book if the college was in Los Angeles proper, so I moved where the campus was geographically within Southern California, but kept the campus geography the same. Okay, okay. And I also knew from reading Hungry Monkey... I think that was where I learned about your meeting Lori and about your assessment of like how hot she was and sort of like just what you two were to each other in those early days. And so anyway, we were talking about this the first night that we were here on the Uh trip. And Matthew, you know, of course, was texting with Lori about it. And then Lori sent us a long email in which she recounts her side of your early days. Matthew, do you want to start it out? Do Do you want to tell us how you and Lori met? Yes. Okay. So I was, it it wasn't, it wasn't just like one single event for me, but like we were playing a show behind the library on the lawn, which is not a very good place for a show. We walked over there and checked out like the scene of the crime, but it's, uh, it's just a, like a grassy quad behind the main library. So my band was playing there for some reason and she was in the audience. And, okay. And I was the lead singer. And was she like throwing herself at you or getting up close to the stage and like wearing a low cut shirt and angling herself so you could see down her shirt or any anything? No, none of these things. Oh, this is disappointing. Okay. Well, can I read her side please, of the story? Please do. Okay. Uh, the first thing I want to say it's is- It's our classic he said, she said segment. Yeah. The first thing I want to say is that when producer Abby and I read this email- I think Abby put it best. Abby was like, I want Lori to write a romance novel. Yeah, and, and I me think too. that if at the end of this episode, any of our listeners feel that way, I think that we should start like a, you know, a letter writing campaign to Watzel. <laughs> okay, Because that's how people get things done. Let's give out our email address. Letter writing campaign. All right, here we go. Okay. This is Watzel's letter. I may skip around a little bit. When I started my first year at Scripps, August 1994, you'll note that that... Watzel is a year younger than Matthew. Right. I was living in a first-year hallway in Grace Hall, and besides my roommate, the first two people I got to be friends with were Sarah and Molly, who lived down the hall from mm-hmm. us. Different Molly. Different Molly. Not me. Molly already knew her way around Claremont because her boyfriend, Ryan, was a sophomore at Pomona, and she had come to visit him a couple times the previous year. So that first week at college, before classes started, Molly rounded up a bunch of people from our hall saying, my boyfriend who goes to Pomona is in a band, and they're playing this afternoon. You should come. Mom, this sounds like a really great YA novel. I'm into this. Sure, yeah. Sarah and I and some other people from our hall went along. The band was four Pomona guys. You yes. Can guess who one of the four was. Playing on the lawn outside Honold Library. I feel like I should give a shout out to all the guys. Like the part in the in the song where like near the end of the show where like they're jamming and like the singer says, you know, on guitar, Ryan Thompson. <laughs> on bass, Brian Fry. <laughs> on drums, Pierrepong Tantam Jarek. Those were, those, were the, those were the people in the band. Those yeah. were the accompanying sounds of their instruments. Oh, oh yeah, thank you. You know how you get yeah, yeah. to do like a little guitar solo when they oh, say your name? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay. All right, getting back to what Lori said. Right. I think there was some kind of outdoor event, a run or something that their show coincided with. They played some original songs and one cover that I knew, Begin the Begin by R.E.M. I've always been a real sucker for guys who like R.E.M. Yeah, that's fair. Matthew was the lead singer. So I noticed him. Hmm. Lori put asterisks around noticed. (laughs) So I noticed him that day, but he was the lead singer in a band, and I was just some freshman. After that, our paths crossed occasionally. When Monster came out that fall, I know we both bought it at Rhino Records separately. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Rhino Records in a little bit. Once, when Ryan was over and I was trying to get anyone who would listen to dive deep into the lyrics of What's the Frequency Kenneth with me, Ryan said, you know who you should talk to. Mm-hmm. But I didn't pursue it because I was a little shy and also very busy with college life. Okay, hold on. We're going to skip ahead a little bit. But yeah, skip l- the whole part about Steve because, like, fuck Steve. Uh, yeah, Lori, Lori was, she phrases it as, we got together a few times we would hang out with this guy, Steve. That was Steve. This yeah, was Steve. to be fair, at this time, like, I was occasionally hanging out. Well, I went on a couple dates uh, with Sarah, who I, like, a couple years ago ran into in an airport, and we, like, had a nice conversation and never discussed the fact, never even alluded to the fact that we went on a couple of dates. Okay. All right, here we go. Now we're fast-forwarding to January mm-hmm. 1995. I started casually wandering down to Pomona with Molly to hang out with her and Ryan, which she did a lot. Still a different Molly. And sometimes when we were hanging out in Ryan's room, Matthew would wander in from his room next oh, door. Oh, that I remember very we well. We would talk a little... I started to realize that maybe I should break things off with Steve. Mm-hmm. Smart. Because I was way more into this other guy I occasionally exchanged a few words with than the other guy I was kind of going out with. May I interrupt here? Because yes. I just remembered a detail. Like, do, First of all, do you think any of our listeners care about this? I'm worried that, that they're going to be like, this is the last thing we wanted to hear about. No, okay. I'm going to zoom back. I'm going to zoom ahead. We're almost getting okay, to but the... I do remember at one point, like, wandering over to Ryan's room when when uh, when it was just Ryan was hanging out and and asking, I believe in pretty much exactly these words, like, if I liked Lori, Molly's friend, would that be bad? And Ryan's like, I don't care. It's like, you don't okay. need my permission. This, this, next, this next paragraph feels extremely relatable to me. Some nights I would go to the computer lab and send emails to my high school friends. So one night I also emailed Ryan. This is Molly, mm-hmm. Mo- other Molly's boyfriend. I don't remember what I emailed him about. And I very casually slipped in a question about an REM song and even more casually CC'd Matthew mm. on the email. This seems so relatable. Yeah. He wrote back, exclamation point. I wrote back. Occasionally we saw each other in person and would blush and stammer and then go back to our respective computer labs to bang out emails showing how smart we were. Yeah. It's the the saddest version of going back somewhere to bang I've ever heard. Oh, my God. I love this. Okay. (laughs) On Saturday night, February 11th, I love the specificity of this. Oh, I remember this. Molly invited me to come along to meet Ryan and some friends at the Coop for Shakes. She also hinted that Matthew was coming. We sat at a big table with friends and occasionally caught each other's eye and blushed and smiled. The next morning, February 12th, I woke up and went to the computer closet in my dorm. Computer closet. (laughs) And I found what I was hoping for, which was a long email from Matthew toward the very end. He said he'd been working on this email for a long time. In fact, he had been in the middle of writing it when we went out to the coop the night before and wanted to tell me that, quote, I have a serious crush on you. Nice. Well, I didn't recognize exactly what I was feeling, but I think at the time it was one of the happiest moments of my life. Oh. I remember a lot of things about the rest of that Sunday involving Rhino Records, the Pomona Computer Lab, and Matthew's dorm room. But since this is already really long, I'll just say that I knew by the end of the day, on Sunday, February 12th, 1995, that that was it. We were all in forever and everything. I just... New. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. 
Okay, Matthew. Yeah. All right, that was great. But now yeah. I want to hear about... I My have, side of the story. Have, no, this is all lies. No, let's skip ahead. I have always thought of you as the most risk-averse person I know. I think that's pretty Maybe much true. second to myself. Yeah. Okay? You dropped out of college yeah, and halfway moved to through Seattle. your junior year and moved to Seattle. And, cause, and when I asked you why you dropped out of college, you just said, Lori and I didn't really see the point of we, going to college. I, I think probably she what? would describe it differently. But like I wasn't like I hated the weather here. I was not really interested in going to class and was like, I remember I think that fall I had this experience. I, I just find all of this shocking, Matthew. Like it would have never occurred to me to just be like, I don't like going to class. I'm going to drop out. Yeah, I don't know. Like I had this you experience. You were so devil may care. I think that fall that I was in a like an African literature class and I had not done any of the reading and was like called up to be on like the panel that had to discuss the reading and just like fucking died H- up had there. Had you not done any of the reading because you and Lori were r- reading each other's emails, so to speak? No, I mean, that didn't help, certainly, but I think she was getting her homework done fine. I just did not care. So uh, just to reiterate, you dropped out in like January of your junior year. It was January of Lori's sophomore year. How did her parents not come like string you up? Oh, I think they wanted to, but I think... I, I think they like looked at the situation and was like, you know, there's there isn't any I- intervention we can make that that's not going to make things even worse. So then, they weren't happy about it. My parents weren't happy about it. Uh, and then to make things even weirder, you guys then went and got married two months later because, as everyone knows, there is nothing more like rock star than getting married when you're 21. Yeah, I like. Looking back at this, like, 25 years later, is that right? Uh, what, did you guys get married in 95? 96. So, okay. But, but like, like, the whole thing started, like, twenty over 25 years ago. None of it makes any sense. Like, if we have younger listeners, don't do any of the things I did. It's a, you, It would be a terrible are, idea. But you guys are happily married. Yeah, but, how like... How have you... Want, uh, okay. How have you managed We were to, all in. But... I thought I was all in, but you're, you, how can you know you're all in when you're 20? You've- you can't. <laughs> like, just luck. You know, like like most, exactly like you said, like like most people who did the same thing would not end up together and would probably regret it. Okay, okay. We just, we just work really well for each other. Do you have any memories of places you had sex on campus? <laughs> <laughs> Only, only our respective dorm rooms, and most, mostly mine because uh, Lori had a roommate. Did you ever make out on this quad? I don't think so, but it's possible. Did you ever? I'm sure you have lots of questions, but like the answer to all of them is going to be the most boring possible oh, answer. God, okay. I, I, I'll, I'll make, I should start making some stuff up. Right? Okay. All right. So it's um, it's an it's an improv based show. So here's what I want to say. So yesterday, Matthew led me and Abby on a walking tour of campus. Yeah. And that was when I more fully metamorphosed into a dad, specifically oh, yes. probably your dad. I wanted to know a lot about the history of these colleges, which, which I, I looked I looked it up and, and had some information. Yeah. I wanted to know a lot about the local industry. You asked, like, what are the local industries around here? And, like, basically every every question <laughs> Molly asked, the phrase that immediately popped into mind was, I don't fucking know. 
Well, here's what's weird. Like, you know, I haven't been back to my college campus since for years. I think yeah. I've been back once since I graduated. I don't remember it being this quiet. It's and, so quiet. And I don't remember like the surrounding neighborhoods being this quiet. Well, okay. So we're, we've only been here on the weekend and I think things will be a little more lively on campus like tomorrow. But I don't know. It's it's there's not a lot of students on an entire campus. There's yeah. a lot, you know. It's really quiet here. It's pretty spacious, and it's like I don't know, sixteen hundred students or something. We went to the library, and um, Molly and Abby uh, tried to. Well, they got me to talk to the um, person at the information desk to ask if we could find old uh, issues of the of the campus newspaper that might have my column in them. Thank God we didn't find that. Mm-hmm. Matthew also said that the stacks. If you walked out into the stacks, which were in the center of the library, the library is really lovely. Like yeah, it's the, nice. the library in my college felt much like darker and more beige. This was very like light and bright and it, it, it felt really nice in there. But anyway, the stacks were in the middle of the room and Matthew kind of walked out onto the stacks and you were like, there used to be like a rumor that people I'm were sure, having sex I'm in the sure stacks. I'm sure this rumor still exists because... Because the floor kind of wobbles. Well, I walked out there and it's seriously so wobbly and so noisy and like creaky. But that's, that's Nobody what makes, would have sex on of that Of course thing. nobody's having sex in the library, but that's what makes it a good rumor. Okay. So so there there are a bunch of campus rumors and like I realized I didn't realize until later that like like the two like two of the most popular rumors on campus are like rumors that you hear on many many hundreds of college campuses. Okay. Namely, one of them was that when they built the bookstore or in some uh, some colleges it's the library, they didn't account for the weight of the books when they designed the building mm, and it so seems it, likely. it's it's going to collapse someday because of the weight of those books. Yeah. Very plausible. Yeah. And then the other one is that um, the reason there's a pool on campus is because many years ago a student drowned and their parents uh, endowed a pool at the school so people could learn to swim and not suffer the same fate. Don't think that's true either. Hmm. So we've also been like hanging out in the surrounding community. We went to the Claremont Village, which is the shopping area just outside the colleges. Mm-hmm. And when we keep saying the colleges, like it's a consortium of five colleges that all kind of work together, mm-hmm. but all maintain their own identities that people guard very selfishly, as you might expect. We went to uh, a cheese shop. We went to Rhino Records. It, for those of you who have read Our Secret Better Lives, this is what Rhombus Records yes. was based on. Rhino Records has barely changed at all. I don't think they have listening stations anymore, and I don't know if they do in-stores. There didn't seem to be a place for, like, in-store performances, and they have more vinyl. But other than that, it was pretty much exactly the same. And while we were in the store, they put on one of my favorite obscure 90s indies, indie albums, and I was just in heaven. It was uh, the Geraldine Fibbers Lost Somewhere Between the Earth and My Home. Great album. 1994, I think. I don't know. Yeah. And then um, we went to the yogurt place. Oh, we went to the yogurt place. Flavors. 21 Choices. It, oh, 21 Choices. <laughs> yes. Which has gone in more of a like marble slab yeah. direction than I remember, but yeah. it was good. Here is one thing that has been perplexing. Oh, yeah. Trying to find a place to go out and have a cocktail. Like trying to find a bar that is not like in a like a mall. Right. Like the first night we tried to go to a place that was kind of like a faux industrial open weird space too brightly lit. 
Then we went to an awesome place. We, we were like, okay, well, the good bars are probably going to be in Pomona. Right. So, I mean, the, the issue here is that Claremont is a very wealthy city, and that's like the worst place to go if you're trying to find a bar. So we had to cross over to, to the correct side of the tracks, right. which was Pomona. We went to the back door. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. It was fantastic. Uh, then last night we went to the Cove, which was in West Covina. Yes. That was pretty sweet. Yes, Abby and I really, really wanted to go to West Covina because we're fans of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and West Covina did not disappoint. That bar was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Both times we had female bartenders who were definitely, like, taking no shit. Yeah. And I, I just loved yeah, it. Yeah, it was awesome. I wondered what it would be like to be them. Yeah, so what, like, what, I mean, I know we have other topics we need to cover, but, like, what what have we learned from this trip that would be useful God, to people? I have learned like, that you are just an absolute anti-establishmentarian <laughs> <laughs> Wait, anti... I'm an absolute anti-disestablishmentarianism. Wait a minute, that's I'm a pneumono-ultramicroscopic opposite... silica volcanic <laughs> Um Oh, June learned that recently. Pneumono-ultramicroscopic oh, yeah. silica oh, volcanic I, I loved learning that word when I was a kid. I thought it was so cool. I never learned it as a kid. Anyway, yeah. All right, okay, so, so you are an a rebel without a cause. Yeah, no, or like too many causes, maybe. Uh, maybe. I also just had no idea that you had always expected to be a rock star. I also had no idea, like, I, I was such a rule follower as a kid. Mm -hmm. I think it never occurred to me that you could drop out of college and be successful. Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, look I, at what a success you are. I did go back to college. And the, th the thing is, like, I, I have gotten to a point in my life where I've been spending way more time than is healthy, like, uh, feeling feeling like I wish I had, like, got to know what it was like to be a rock star. But Is like, this we, because you're approaching that magical age uh, when, like, everything seems like your life Yeah, on average, is like, age, age 47. Okay. Um, but... I mean, we host a successful, we're, we're like, we, get, we are like, we're, we are like get paid famous to, comedy. to the few people who like, listen to this show. The, the thing, what we're doing with the show, like has got to be so much more satisfying than being a rock star because like, there's so much less equipment to set up. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that. That's the main thing. Yes. Um, we, we watched an erotic thriller. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. And we're probably going to gonna have an exciting announcement soon. I hope so. I, really I hope, hope so, so too. But which, last night. Which is that we're starring in an erotic thriller. <laughs> and That's really what we were down here for. Uh, it's a campus thriller. I have a no nudity clause in my contract, but Molly has no such oh thing. Oh my God. I got my breasts uh, enlarged just for this. Just this this morning. <laughs> They're definitely leaking uh, some fluids. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, but, I thought I thought you just like went with the magical thinking. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Anyway, but um, um, but last night, as is now our tradition on our corporate retreats, we watched an erotic thriller. We watched Wild Things. Yep. Which has a star-studded cast. Yeah, really, like um, big stars like Denise Richards and um, <laughs> Nev Campbell, um, Matt Dillon. Yeah. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Uh, Robert Wagner. Robert Wagner is in it. Yeah, <laughs> Teresa Russell. Um, Who's who was Teresa the Russell? Mom. Oh, okay. And um, it's a it's a very bad movie that we enjoyed very much. What else do we have to say here? Well, I want to talk a little bit about the Coop Fountain because, like, 
there's always the question of like like uh, you know if you if you revisit like something that you used to love like yeah. can it ever be the same? And the answer is probably not. But we um, when I was in when I was here we we always used to like go like late nights or sometimes afternoons to the Coop Fountain and get quesadillas and milkshakes. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the snack counter lunch counter at the student union. Mm-hmm. And uh, like right after I left here, they rebuilt the student union into like this beautiful like massive edifice that we called the Coop Mahal. But that was like after my time, so I'd never really seen it. And it's pretty striking. It's, old, it's really beautiful. The old place was kind of a dump. But the we did go to the Coop Fountain. The quesadillas and milkshakes were not as I remembered them, but were good. So, I enjoyed the quesadilla. Oh, yeah, no, I, 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 I and the was milkshake, very satisfied. And the milkshake was fine. Yeah. You know, I was stunned by how small it was. Yeah. And like there where else The Coop itself or the Coop Fountain? The Coop Fountain. Well, I, you know, the I think coop. you're I think you're underestimating just how how few people there are on campus. I uh, yeah. Like, I think I ca- I can't get it through my head. Yeah, like I mean, it's not that big a campus but like 1600 kids most of whom are like in their rooms like fingering each other or studying at most times. It's just not very many people. Um, we have seen a really good proportion of the stu- the students that we have seen. A good proportion of them are uh, skateboarding. Yeah, so which that's... I feel like is is what I came here for. Right, and they uh, like. I don't know what we were expecting exactly, but the the students we are absolutely invisible to them. Oh my god! We I could really, be usually when I walk down the street, I, I at least like I, I'm kind of terrible about staring. Like I really yeah. stare at people. I don't mean to, but usually they look at me back at some point, and nobody. I'm invisible here. I'm right. old. Yeah, but like I'm trying to think like what crime we could be committing like right in the middle of this quad, and everybody would just walk by like. Eh. Do you think if we started Podcasting filming our erotic campus thrill? Oh God! Now I'm giving away all the secrets about our erotic campus thriller. Oh no, it's it's okay. Like like th- let this be the like the the teaser trailer. Oh, okay. 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 So what's it going to be called? It's going to be called something something Car- something, Car- something Carnal with Carnal College. Quad. Carnal Quad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, is it going to be like a, like a supernatural erotic thriller? That's a subgenre, I think. I feel like that's... But then we still have to work in... Like, are they at Hogwarts? Like? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a movie I, about... Because now we're adding too many elements. The supernatural, college campus, erotic scenes, and, and some sort of element of danger or crime. I think these things could all easily all fit into one movie. But, okay. But so, yeah, where, so where's the supernatural here for you? Oh, I was just thinking like it's like the there's like an enchantment and the quad that like makes people like uh, overcome with uncontrollable desire when they step into the quad. That's Does it make them simple. invisible too? So like maybe oh. there are tons of people fucking out on the quad right now and we can't see them. Oh, that's 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 sad. <laughs> that seems upsetting. Doesn't we, it? <laughs> like again, I'm missing out on the orgy. Yeah. Why does this keep happening to I me? Know. There there is a couple lying. Behind behind us and look she's got her leg like on his head okay seems like a weird sex move it does it she's really like does pinning him down yeah we should go interview them we should we got, <laughs> i mean now like i mean a thing i noticed one time when i uh, i went to san francisco to like do a reported story a few years ago mm-hmm. um which it, it went it went really well actually but i uh, haven't done that since like I brought the recorder and and microphone and like went and, and interviewed people on the street and like if you have a it, like a little recorder and a microphone with like a with a clown nose on it <laughs> people like, people will talk people to think you. you're a reporter and they'll and they'll like stop and talk to you. What would so, you want? What would you want to ask those kids over there? Like, what do you call that position? I guess. Yeah, or like, 
Hey, I don't know. I'm I'm just so inappropriate. I just no. Let's hear it. You were gonna. What were you? I gonna don't say? know. I just wanted to be like. So how do you guys do it? Yeah. Like how to cut? Like because I I had sex like a total of like six times in college. Did you like make actual bedpost notches? Because they're <laughs> going to bill you for that at the end of the semester. <laughs> Believe me, I know. Well, I think like two of the times were in like some of, some guy's apartment off campus. Oh yeah, that doesn't And then count. like four or maybe it was more like eight of the times were in Paris. Yeah, no, I think the- And the, then I came back to campus and it was like real dry after that. Mm. So anyway, but I just um like, yeah, I wonder like, you know, are kids today like more adventurous? Or like, are they? Well, I mean, the you know, are they are, are they like really into consent? I hope so. I hope so too. Um, but like, are they? You know, like what what is sex to them? What well, like what did these guys do last night? Yeah, I mean, we, we could we could pretend that we're like sex researchers. What are they going to make us produce a license? What are you yeah. going to say your name is? Oh, uh, Doctor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all that came to mind was Doctor Marty McFly. <laughs> I was thinking I was going to. <laughs> Say that <laughs> my name is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is be- this better be good. <laughs> it was gonna work better if I were a man. That's fine. Because I was gonna say Mister Bader. Mister. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This show is canceled. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. So tune in. Tune in next week when <laughs> when uh, we debut when our erotic thriller makes it makes its debut on the big stre- screen at Con. The big screen. The big screen. <laughs> And uh, and we win the uh, the, the <laughs> Palm Door, which is also a sex move. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, everybody. Um, everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Uh, SpilledMilkPodcast.com, uh, yeah. Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast. Like, where do you think we should go next? Like, we, yeah. we've, we've now decided that our thing is uh, when, we, when we do our annual retreat, first of all, um, we're going to tell you about it in excruciating detail that you did not <laughs> ask for. And secondly, we want to go somewhere as boring as possible. Although, uh, we, we've talked about some places that would we, just yeah, be pretty awesome. Yeah, we might awesome. go to Detroit. I also don't understand why we aren't talking about going to producer Abby's memory lane, which would take us to Budapest. That's right. True. We should really do that. I, I like. I really like how you said do. Budapest. Thank you. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be authentic. I mean, like, <laughs> that's that's really like central to your brand is authenticity. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah. All right. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. I'm Mr. Bader, and I'm <laughs> Doctor McFly, <laughs> endocrinologist. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't, well, I, I mean, I don't think. <laughs> is there some sort of specialty within endocrinology that's like McFly endocrinology? <laughs> no, I just. What is that? Like, I, I figured, I figured if I wanted, really wanted to like develop the character, I need to know like what kind of doctor I am. <laughs> and that seems like, like people don't really know what that is. So I think if you say you're an endocrinologist, it sounds impressive, and they're not going to ask you too many questions that you can't answer because you're not a real doctor. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is if someone's if someone says they're an endocrinologist, that means they're a fake doctor trying to pass themselves off as a doctor to ask people weird sex questions. Okay. That's just a fact. Like that's, that's the experience I've had the couple of times I've gone to an endocrinologist. There you go. They're like, So, what'd you do last night? <laughs> Glandularly speaking. <laughs> okay. All right, bye.
I'm trying to find something funny to say. You don't have to. 